This My Thoughts Monday is brought to you by Kinetic Performance, the makers of the Rolls-Royce of barbell monitoring technology, the GymAware. Guys, in-season training, we rock the GymAware all the time for quite a few reasons. The first, of course, is just that, the ding. Every time the athlete hears that, they know that they're hitting exactly what we need from them at that moment. And when they don't hear it, it brings out that extra little bit of competitiveness within themselves. On top of that, that awesome ding ends out bringing together the athletes as well, pushing each other and getting each other to be able to hit numbers that they probably wouldn't hit at that portion of the year. And finally, of course, that ding helps us monitor, manipulate, and keep track of volumes and intensities so we can best dose our athletes during the season at the right time with the right amount. Guys, hop over to kinetic.com.au and check out what Evan and the team down there have because this is absolutely a sensational product that's changed the way that we've trained our athletes. This edition of My Thoughts Monday is brought to you by Valve Performance, the team behind the Nordboard, Force Decks, the Groin Bar, and Human Track. Guys, the most important ability for all of our athletes is availability, and that's the absolute goal of Valve Performance, is to provide solutions to performance professionals so that we can get the right information to make the right decision at the right time for the betterment of the athletes that we get to work with. To do this, guys, they have a wide range of validated products that focus on usability and having being founded by the School of Exercise and Nutrition Sciences at the Queensland University of Technology, they're extremely evidence-based and they're beyond transparent. I can tell you that our time using the Nordboard and being involved with Forstex we have been introduced to so many amazing people that have truly helped us become better coaches, have a better understanding, not just of the technology, but also what we're doing with our athletes. So make sure you hop over to valperformance.com today to make sure you check out what they got. It's going to make you better and to do better by your athletes. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Jay DeMeo coming at you with this week's edition of My Thoughts Monday. Today, guys, I kind of want to run this back a couple weeks, weekends ago. Uh, Justin Cavanaugh up at his facility, the Sport and Speed Institute. He and Jeff Moyer uh, worked together to put together a really awesome one-day continuing education event. Uh, they brought in Hank Krishenhoff and Ian King, who were sensational, uh, and, you know, Cav and, and Moyer really knocked it out of the park too with their presentations and the stuff they were doing with their practical application work. Uh, so kudos, not just to Cav and Jeff, but for, to everybody at the SSI for all their great work in, in putting that event together and making everything run smooth um, from everything to the time of the talks to the, the facility itself to the banging lunch, like everything was sensational. So cheers to you guys knowing how it is to bring people from around the world together uh it's it's not an easy feat it's not a, a simple task so truly grateful for your work and your efforts because it really sparked a lot of thoughts in my mind and one that i'd like to talk about today uh came up at the end of the day there was a round table question and answer and, and one of the people in attendance asked a, a question to hank about really how he, he utilizes and, and makes sure that his idea of giving an athlete what they need, not what they can handle, um, is like kind of penetrated throughout the entire organization or coaching realm or whatever with the groups that he works with. Um, 
And I think that when we ask questions like that, I think they're great. But I also think that that tells me that there might be a little bit of confusion. And it runs me back, excuse me, it runs me back to the old days with Omega Wave, with the uh, computer software, with the laptop and the seven leads, and where a lot of people were confused, myself included, for a very long time. Because that would tell you, like, individual is not ready for high-intensity activities, or individual is not ready for high-volume activities, or a combination of both, or whatever it may be. And people would look at that, and they would be like, well, what is a high-volume or high-intensity activity? Like how people now are saying, well, Hank, how do you know what they need and not what they can handle? Now, we can get into monitoring and tracking and, and load management and all of those things another day, because obviously there's ways to look at numbers and have those be able to be the particulars to drive those decisions. Um, obviously the coaching eye that you have needs to be something that helps drive those decisions. If an athlete just doesn't have it, they just don't have it that day. You know, if they're just, things aren't clicking, they just ain't clicking. So it may be a day to change things. Or if things are telling you they shouldn't be clicking and they're running on all cylinders, well, maybe it's a day to kick ass, right? Like, we all know this stuff. Like, this is the stuff we talk about with the coach's eye and, you know, the art of coaching and all those things. But all of those things are relative. And I think that that's something where people sometimes throw the baby out with the bathwater. I think that we as coaches are very, very into our if P then Q's, right? Like, if you do this, they will do that. If you can do this, then you do that. When you're able to do this, then you do that. The progression goes from A to B to C to D to E to F, all the way to Z, and then you move on, right? Like, that's something that we're, we're really good at. Like, and I think that that's something that's exceptionally powerful and exceptionally positive with what we do is that we can look at these things, right? And we can say, hey, so we can look at all this stuff and we know that we can either have our progressions or regressions based on these things. But sometimes those things aren't as simple as that because it ends out being what you're doing, what the athlete has been doing, what they're capable of doing, what volumes and intensities you have prescribed, right? Oh, Jay, you're the one by 20 guy. How would you look at that? Well, sometimes giving them as much as necessary, not as much as they can handle, is repeating a workout, is dropping down five pounds, is watching them get to 14, 15 reps and being like, dude, this looks like trash. Cut it. You're done. Move on. Right? Sometimes it's, wow, those first three reps were freaking, it was a smoke show. Set it up. Bump it up. Let's get it. Let's go. You know, if you're running, like things like that, looking at the volumes and intensities of what you have prescribed so that you're able to alter those things. It's not so much a this set specific volume and intensity. Like people try to take the specific numbers like from, you know, Charlie Francis's tempo work and say, this is specifically the number that I'm going to do for basketball. Well, why? Like if you just look at the two teams in this town, right? Like there's a team that likes to press and there's a team that runs a more methodical offense. Like why would we consider basketball conditioning for those two teams the same, right? Like 
it doesn't make any sense. So we need to take a step back and understand that giving them what they need, not what they can handle, is completely dependent upon what you've prescribed and how you have developed them as an athlete, where they are moving forward. Now, if you slow down and you slow cook it, you do those things like we talk about, you know, ad nauseum here, will you, you, in my opinion, see, and what I've seen anecdotally, get better results and have the carryover better and have it stay with them longer? Yeah, I truly do believe that because I've seen it. But we also have to take into mind that sometimes giving them what they need and not what they can handle is a ball buster, right? Just because we're talking about minimal effective dose doesn't mean there aren't days that you need to put the hammer down. And I think that that's something that people now are starting to run away from. Like, just because you're trying to give them the least amount of stimulus to provide the adaptation required doesn't mean that there's not going to be a day or two where you're not going, where it's not, let's get it where you don't look at these kids and they're ready to go and they're like frothing at the mouth like a bunch of rabid dogs ready to go, that you don't let the puppies off the leash and say, let's get after it. Like, why wouldn't you? Because maybe in that day, maybe in that time, maybe in that setting, that's exactly what they need. Because there's more to it, right? It's not just physiological and biomechanical. There's also psychological. There's a social aspect of it. of These kids getting hype and getting all into it and getting together, you know? And sometimes, you know, some people don't like this, some people do, but if you're a person that uses exercise as a punishment or the team really messes up and the coach runs them, that doesn't mean they did what they can handle. They did what that coach deemed was necessary at that moment. Are you maybe going to have to account for that later in training and all those things? Certainly, we know that. Like, even those of us that still do that, realize that that's going to need to be taken into account for. So at the end of the day, taking a step back and trying to figure out what the qualitative numbers are behind minimal effective dose or giving them what they need, not what they can handle, or, you know, these progressions of that nature and regressions that that kind of would fit in it is again, it's throwing the baby out with the bathwater. At first you need to understand what your training volumes and intensities are, the preparation level of the athletes you get to work with, how they're adapting to these stimuli, and then what would cause the necessary needs for those changes to occur, why you would need to fluctuate it, when you would be looking to fluctuate it, how you would want to fluctuate it, and then when are times that you would look at it and say, no, we're not going to fluctuate it because you need to train right now. So let's not be too concerned with the actual X's and Y's when it comes to this equation. It's more about the Janes and Joes and how we handle them in the weight room in order to make sure that we understand what we're doing for them and how they're handling it so we can prescribe better. As always, guys, truly appreciate everything you do for us here at Central Virginia Sport Performance. We'll be back next week with another My Thoughts Monday. I will see you then.